And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello, and welcome to Discover Your True Course. This podcast is one way we meet high-achieving, successful leaders at the intersection of their personal and professional lives and join them on their way to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret. It's a complicated, confusing world out there. Who do you trust to help you sort it out? True Course is a trusted guide for high-performing leaders and teams. Coaching, mentoring, training, and consulting are the ways we support your growth and soft skills for leading and relating. With True Course as your guide, you'll successfully navigate challenges and reach your process and outcome destinations more surely and quickly. Organizations we serve become places that people love to work, serve, and become customers. In recent podcast episodes, podcast number 83 through 90, we've explored how building the life you always wanted starts with setting foundations. You can set these foundations by clarifying your calling or vocation, values, purpose, mission, and vision for your life. This personal work affects every aspect of your life, including your work. If you have this in place, you'll discover you show up more confident and less stressed because you have focus and definition for living. The people around you will notice. Once the foundations are in place, there are numerous aspects of building on the foundation for the life you've always wanted. Building on that foundation at home, at work, and in the community requires that you be a wise, masterful builder. This means you're learning and applying skilled action if you want to make a real impact. Among these skills is the ability to communicate so your message, as well as your intentions behind it, are understood as you expected. Communication is the way we relate to one another and achieve productive work together. In the last episode, we begin exploration of the complicated variables that surround communication, with the most complicated being the sender and receiver variables. These are individual differences, among which are personality, relational styles, physical and physiological states, mental and emotional states, experience and background, beliefs, values, language, stories they are telling themselves, training they may have had or not, communication preferences, definitions of reality, and thoughts between the persons communicating. Phew! And that's only a few. When communicating, it's hugely important that we acknowledge the differences that are present and take steps to understand them and act while giving full consideration to them. This is an essential part of the communication experience. However, some take a fire-at-will approach to communication, ignoring or denying the differences, believing that just because they're speaking, they're communicating. Further, they believe that the message they sent is understood exactly as they sent it. This is rarely true. A better approach is to cultivate emotional intelligence that understands and manages self in the communication and understands others while working skillfully with them in their uniqueness. In addition to the sender and receiver variables, there are still more, such as language. Even if two people share the same mother tongue, each person has a vocabulary that is a bit different from the other. Because of colloquialisms, jargon, lingo, slang, or dialects, even common words can mean different things. For example, in U.S. English, the word sick has traditionally described the state of being unwell, 
in medical settings, if a practitioner says you're sick, this can mean that you're seriously ill or injured. However, in today's street vocabulary, sick is used to describe something impressive and possibly good. In addition to this, certain phrases and concepts mean different things to different people. Recently, I encountered a couple of individuals who were communicating, and Individual 1 stated, I need your help. Individual 2 translated this to mean, I can't do it. So Individual 2 rushed to the task and began doing it without any consultation with Individual number 1. Number 2 interpreted, I need your help as, I can't do it, and I need you to do it. This was not the meaning. Individual 1 simply meant, I need you to work with me on this project. Another example is the difference between various concepts or words. We call these distinctions. And one instance of this might be the distinction between cooperation and collaboration. The difference being, if someone asks you to cooperate, it may be that they have something they tell you to do, want you to do, and expect you to do, and want you to cooperate with their wishes. Collaboration says, we work together to make the decisions about what to do, and then we work together on tasks willingly. Another distinction might be one between ready versus able. If someone says, I'm ready, this may not mean that they are able. Sometimes ready just means, I'm willing. Able means you have the necessary power, skill, resources, or qualifications and are completely prepared to do the job. Ready can also mean that you are completely prepared. It's very important to clarify what an individual means when they say they're ready or when they say they are able. There are many more subtle examples like this, and you often discover them in the moment of communication. You can best deal with these kind of instances by simply asking the question, what does that mean to you, and allowing the individual to explain. This gives them the opportunity to think through exactly what they do mean by using the word. The use of the pronoun you in communication is very personal, and it can feel as if you're assigning responsibility for something. It can feel accusatory, and its use may come from assumptions or over-responsibility on your part. Try to stay with first and third person pronouns. I, he, she, it. The caveat here is that sometimes third person plural pronouns can reflect under-responsible communication that attributes actions or thoughts to a nebulous group such as they or them. Remember that words can never be recalled once they are written or spoken. Once released, they make their impression whether good or bad, accurate or inaccurate. Avoid sending words that are negative, unwholesome, inherently offensive, intentionally hurtful, abusive, or destructive. Instead, make it your intention and your task to send messages that are kind, that build people up, help them grow, nurtures them, and extends favor to them, which you may not believe they deserve. Send words that are filled with compassion, gentleness, and patience. Another part of the language variable is nonverbal language. Among these nonverbals are body language, the way a person uses their voice, including tone, speed, pitch, cadence, all of those things and more regarding the voice can give an indication of the person's emotional state. Here are some examples of body language that are often misunderstood. The crossing of arms. Some people cross their arms because it's comfortable. However, in communication, crossed arms send the message of resistance and judgment. 
Uncrossed arms indicate a greater openness. Crossed legs. Some cross their legs because it's comfortable. However, crossed legs may seem to indicate disengagement. Leaning back in the seat points to disengagement. Leaning forward indicates engagement. And you can find much more about body language in the many books that are written about it. Raise your awareness and be careful that you use body language to convey your message clearly. Fast speaking, higher voice pitch is indicative of good or bad stress. Most people pay little attention to their voice in their attempt to get the words out. The best voice is calm, with a rounded tone, easy pitch, and measured tempo of speech. It's important to understand the power of language, including spoken language and nonverbal language, and the impact it can have on your communication. Raising your skill level can have an extremely powerful effect on communicating your message clearly and to the point. Voice inflection, voice speed, voice pitch. Then this in itself can be a trigger to greater anxiety. Again, that calm, rational voice is very... Again, the best voice is calm with a rounded tone, easy pitch, and measured tempo. It's important to manage that language variable, and here are some ways to help. Learn the nuances of nonverbals. They can affect others and you subconsciously. Pay attention to your nonverbals, your voice, and your body language, and everything that is not the words themselves. Inquire before advocating for your position. As Stephen Covey has said, seek first to understand and then to be understood. By simply asking the question, what does that mean to you? Or to make the request, say more about that. Can open communication and lower the anxiety in the communicative experience. Ask questions about meaning and for clarification before making declarations or making assumptions. You and your communication partner need to share the intended meaning in the communication. Ask the other person about their preferred communication channel. If a person prefers to talk with you on the phone versus via email or text, that's important to keep in mind. Ask the other person what channel they prefer you use to communicate with them. Also important, and this is almost more environment, but cultivate a good rapport with others that's characterized by respect. The person you're communicating with need not be your best friend, but you can have a good working relationship with them. If improving your communication is important to you, True Course can help you sharpen your skills, assess your emotional intelligence competencies, and grow in emotional intelligence, thus significantly improving your communication. In the coming episodes, I'll share with you what every person wants in a communication experience, some more essentials uh, for effectively getting your message across, how to posture yourself to get the message that's being sent, and some tips for managing your mental and physical resources when communicating. If you'd like to talk more about this, please contact me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com. And if we can join you on your quest to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, please contact us. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.